Growing up, I was taught about Jesus and Catholicism in the same way that I was taught about math. Learn this stuff, even though it probably won't be useful in the future. Memorize the Ten Commandments, the miracles of Jesus, the Twelve Gifts of the Holy Spirit. Then, imagine God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit on three trains all headed for the same station. The first person of the Holy Trinity is traveling at 60 miles per hour. The second is traveling at 40 miles per hour. And the third is traveling at 50 miles per hour. If the Father is 30 miles from the station, the Son is 12 miles from the station, and the Holy Spirit is 45 miles from the station, who will arrive at the station first? My real answer is another question. Who cares? Am I hoping to become a train director for divine beings? No. I need to learn it, because if I can regurgitate the stuff, they'll get off my back, and I'll be able to graduate from learning stuff to living life. This curriculum, disconnected from a practical future application to life, persisted through grade school, junior high, high school, and college. In fact, the only useful takeaways I got from school can be summarized as five principles. And note, if you plan to become a saint, you'd better learn this stuff. Lesson 1. Look like a reader. When I graduated from high school, my parents bought me a dictionary. I intentionally kept it in its plastic wrapping throughout all four years of college and both years of graduate school. In fact, 25 years later, I still have that dictionary in its original plastic as a sign that I, that, well, actually, I have no idea why I didn't open the dictionary. Sometimes we spite ourselves to prove a point we don't even remember wanting to make. I think my point was I don't need to read or learn in order to be smart and mission accomplished. This is the second book I've written, which is twice as many books as I actually read up until the day I graduated from college with a degree in communications. Yep, like one of those illiterate athletes in an after-school special, I made it through grade school, junior high, high school, and college without ever reading an entire book. Uh, unfortunately, my real-life version of the after-school special didn't include a hot cheerleader volunteering to tutor me. It wasn't that I couldn't read. I simply didn't like reading. So to get through school, I came up with a straightforward plan to look like a reader. I really mastered this in college. When a professor gave our class a reading assignment, I read a paragraph or two of the book just enough to formulate a halfway decent question. Then in class, when the prof asked the inevitable, does anyone have any questions, my hand would be the first to shoot up. Yes, Lino, the professor would ask, happy to see someone participating. Uh, yeah, I was just wondering why they call him the Great Gatsby when, based on what I read of him last night, clearly he isn't. In your estimation, what makes him great? Would he be considered great in our own day, or does the word great have different connotations over time? Boom. I'd asked a thoughtful question, one that would take the teacher at least half an hour to answer. And as the prof explained Gatsby's greatness we could all now zone out in peace. My fellow classmates, no doubt, wanted to canonize me back then. Lesson 2. Plagiarism is the holiest form of flattery. In my senior year of high school, I took a speech class, thinking it would come naturally to me since I occasionally speeched, I mean talked. Over the course of a year, we covered three kinds of speeches, informative, persuasive, and demonstrative, each one more boring or in the case of the kid with the speech impediment, more painful to watch than the last. The final assignment for the year 
was to perform an entertaining speech. But the night before it was due, instead of outlining my speech, I turned on the TV and there was a Rodney Dangerfield Young Comedian special on HBO. I loved stand-up comedy and I was hooked. And that night, for the very first time, I saw a young comedian do a hilarious set. His name was Jerry Seinfeld. You may have heard of him. But in the fall of 1988, Seinfeld wasn't Seinfeld. He was just Seinfeld. Hey, I thought, he's pretty funny. Why don't I do his routine for my speech tomorrow? Now, you may be thinking that stealing someone's material and pretending that it was my own would be wrong. And you'd be right. But it seemed like a win-win to me. I got to watch TV and prep my speech at the same time, and Jerry would never know. And that was about as much as my moral compass could guide me back then. If I wasn't going to get caught...